and welcome back to the Faith Like a Child podcast. I'm your host slash co-host Morgan here with Megan, as Hello. always. This is our likely last recording of 2023 and might be our last recording for a while because due date is rapidly closing in for me and uh, Megan's sister. So yeah, enjoy the dulcet tones. We're also going to start this one off with just a warning up front. If you're listening in the car or somewhere where your kids are nearby, you might want to wait until your kids aren't nearby because we're going to be talking about Christmas things like Santa and probably Elf on a Shelf and other things like that. So if there's certain things that you're not wanting to have a conversation about right now, this is your warning. Put in a few more seconds of burn time so you can turn it off if you're in the car because there's been times where I've wished that I had about five more seconds. Okay. You've had your warning. (laughs) But yes, today we are going to talk well, for me, the front of mind is the Santa question because my four-year-old is firmly in the the realm of Santa. Let's put it that way for now. Um, and then we're going to kind of end our discussion with some of the things that we are doing as thinking about Advent season and how we're celebrating Christmas kind of counter to some of the Santa and present and consumerism trends that kind of come with all of that. Um, and then who else? knows where we'll go with that but i feel like those two things will cover a lot of ground right now so last chance turn off the podcast if you don't want certain things about things being spoiled megan i i am genuinely coming to you today wanting to know how you talk about santa in your house because here's the situation in my house that is probably familiar to many of you uh oldest is four she is really obsessed with watching a few different Christmas things on Disney plus and other stuff where, you know, Santa is a character that shows up or, you know, is very much like a real person. And so she is very much in the can't wait for Santa to come. Uh, Santa's bringing me presents. Um, what, What do you think Santa's doing right now? How do you think he's doing some of those things? And I have been kind of, I would not say artfully because Norris, Nora's pretty smart. She's picking up on some of this, but um, trying to, I guess, not, I don't want to lie to her about something like this necessarily, but I also don't want to like, you know, spoil the magic or tradition. So I've kind of just been saying like, oh yeah, in the story, Santa does this, and does this, does. and that worked for the first couple of weeks, but now she's like, but what about in our life? And um. So I'm kind of curious. We I kind of have an out this year for some things. Like if we do stuff differently, it's going to be, oh, because, you know, our Christmas is a little different this year because we don't know when the baby's coming and we just want to make sure everything is fine. You know, like things like that where we can, you know, kind of, I don't want to say blame it on baby, but kind of use <laughs> the impending arrival of baby to be like, you know, we're just kind of doing things a little differently than what we might, because it's very true that we're doing things a little differently than what we probably will do in the future, um, even though we'll have a birthday celebration as well to work in with the holidays, but um, a little different when it's the actual birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I I do want to be able to have some of these conversations with her. Um, and so I am very curious how you guys have tackled this in your family and what that experience has been like. Well, for us, we do things um, a little differently uh, than most people. Shocker. I've always been kind of a 
an odd duck in uh, the way that we do things. But growing up, we never actually believed in Santa. Um, Mm -hmm. My mom was concerned that if she told us there was a Santa and then we found out there wasn't, that we would then wonder if God was actually real. Like, are we, mm-hmm. oh, well, that was that was something that you said was real, but he actually was made up as God made up too. And so um, my mom kind of was in that camp. So we grew up watching all, you know, the Christmas shows and whatnot, but Santa was just a fun game to play, but we never actually believed Santa was real, which is why when I was in elementary school and we went on a field trip to go see Santa, I was the only kid in my class that freaked out at the idea of sitting on some strange guy's lap. Um, She was very strict about never talking about it with my friends because she's like, I don't want all the phone calls. Um, Some families, they, you know, they, their kids don't know that Santa's not real. It is, you know, it's a very real, very magical, very special thing. And that's, that's what they do in our family and their family. But in our family, you know, we know that Santa's not real. It's just a fun, fun character. Um, kind of like the Easter bunny and all the other things, you know, it's just, it's fun to pretend, but it's not actually a thing. Um, God on the other hand is very, very real. So (laughs) that was kind of my, my experience growing up. So I didn't feel like I missed out or I um, was, you know, I missed out on any magic, not believing that it was real because we still got to pretend that, you know, we would leave Mm -hmm. cookies out and try to catch my dad eating them, you know? So it was just like a fun, a fun game to play. Um, And so as an adult with my own kids, I'm not as concerned as my mom was about, oh, if we tell them that there's a Santa, they're not going to believe in God. Like, I don't believe that it's that, (laughs) that serious and dramatic, but, um, I just, I never felt like I missed out. And so it's just never something that we started with the kids. Uh, we would watch, you know, we watched the Santa Claus with Tim Allen and, you know, it's Mm -hmm. one of our favorites and, you know, they'll see Santa Claus characters all over the place. And, you know, they, they just, they see him as like, they see Bluey, just, you know, a cool character, um, but not actually a real, a real person. Aowen, my four-year-old, my father looks an awful lot like Santa Claus. And he even puts on a Santa hat when we go to Costco, whether it's Christmas or not. And so kids will look at him and be like, mommy, Santa shops at Costco. (laughs) And you see my four-year-old just smiling all proud, you know? And so she's like, mommy, you know, so other, and my dad likes to dress up as Santa for our kids. He'll read them, you know, the night before Christmas or something on zoom with all the grandkids. And so she'll be like, yeah, all these people, they dress up like like Santa, like grandpa does, but grandpa's beard is real. So, (laughs) you know, so, so he's basically, he's legit because grandpa's beard is real. Not Mm -hmm. like all those other guys whose beards are fake. Like that's just, that's just silly. My grandpa is closer to being Santa Claus because it's real. So, so for her, it's just kind of a, um, you know, just almost like a, like a pride thing. Like Mm -hmm. I know Santa's not real, but if he was that guy right there, that's my grandpa. That that would be him. So um we just we just let them get caught up in the game and the fun of it, but never they haven't actually we don't have to worry about them discovering that Santa's not real because they never actually went there. Mm-hmm. Um and it wasn't it was pretty easy for us to do. Um, because Rory, you know, my question asker, he started asking us questions very, very young. 
And we, since I never grew up with that, I, I just very easily, and I probably should have talked to Josh about this before <laughs> I said it to Rory. Um, it was just natural to me. He's like, mommy, is Santa Claus real? Oh no, honey. He's just a fun game. And I realized afterward when Josh got home from work that day, I was like, um, so I realized after I had this conversation, do you want the kids to believe in Santa? Like, is this a thing that he's like, oh no, I don't care. And I was like, oh, oh good. I feel like I, I may have really just screwed up right there. It was one of those just didn't even think about it until after yeah. it came out of my mouth. I have a spouse. I should really ask his opinion <laughs> before I like spoil the fantasy world of my child. But thankfully he was, he was cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, I grew up, I went to Christian school from kindergarten on and like all my friends were from there. So it was like kind of, there was never, like, I don't remember ever having those conversations like that. I'm sure I probably at some point I'll have to ask my mom sometime if, if we ever did, but like our house didn't have a chimney. We don't, we didn't have a fireplace, mm-hmm. you know, none of our friends really believed in Santa or anything like that. So it was kind of the same idea where it was like, so, but it, it, it didn't have the pressure of like, oh, we're going to spoil it for all our friends because like literally everyone in our friend group and circles, broader circles was like not into Santa. Whereas I feel like- Nice. That was not my experience. Yeah. So keeping that and that's where that hard. That's where I think I feel the most pressure because like I know that the preschool that Nora goes to, um, her teacher is someone we know from church, but based on kind of some of the conversations that I know she's had- at different times and that they they had she her teacher actually sent a, all the parents a note the other day um not the other day it was several weeks ago now but just one of those random here's what a bunch of three and four-year-olds want to talk about at lunch and somehow they got into conversations about god and Nora was the only one like I think I think the question was like who made the universe or you know who made the world or something like that and of course, Nora being, you know, Sunday school kid and listening to all the Bible stories and things like she was like, oh, yeah, th- th- this happened. Da, 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 da. And like no one else in her class had even knew who, like they were all like, who's God and what is that? And so, so it was very clear to like to her teacher that's like, oh, yeah, these are kids that don't like their families clearly don't have that background. So I'm like, oh, OK, so I don't really want her to spoil things for them, because especially like like some of her classmates like just turned three. So like they're very little and I have no idea like how their families are doing some of this stuff. And so it's like, I don't want to like spoil that for them. Mm -hmm. But I also, I'm also like, I don't know if you ever watched the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but there's this scene (laughs) where Captain Holt has like this whole, he goes like starts on this rant when a suspect is talking about how he's a doctor he's a dentist actually but he's like he's like i have a doctorate he's like there's no such thing as a doc you know it's like this whole thing like a th- basically a, a thing about people being like saying they're doctorates when they're not actually doctors and it cuts to me like in the break room be like oh apparently that's a trigger for me and i was like the, i think about that scene all the time when i see this the elf on the shelf stuff right now because like that's mm-hmm. all of a sudden a huge thing and that i'm like i I like on one level I'm like it's fine if people want to do that for their families but at the same time I'm like if you were because I had this conversation start kind of start up with someone who doesn't do elf on the shelf so I felt like I could kind of like let loose a little more but I'm like apparently this is a trigger for me I have real issues with this elf on the shelf idea (laughs) like it's not I don't think all that bad overall but for whatever reason that more than even the Santa thing gets to me um and that's where I feel like maybe I'm putting more pressure on myself than I need to. I just hear it's a lot that. of work. Yeah. 
Um, I have I, one friend that's like, if you didn't, if your kids aren't into it, don't get started. It's so yeah. much work. I just don't, I, I don't. Yeah. I guess there's a, I just have so many like levels of issue with it. And yet, at the same time, I'm like, I'm trying to make it like in my head. I'm like, I really don't care if other families do it. But at the same time, I'm like, but this, it's apparently a trigger for me when I think about it too much more, more than 30 seconds. So interesting. Yeah. So, I've but they get really given it much thought and I, yeah. And I'm like, this is maybe, and maybe it just happens to be this year because of pregnancy brain. And sometimes yeah. you just focus in on random things. And mm-hmm. so we'll see if that's just as much a case next year, because it, like no one that in my immediate circles does it. And I, I mean, I have no idea if anyone like in Nora's class does it, but like, that's not going to impact them. Mm-hmm or her anyway anyway so it's like it literally it's like the definition of low stakes for me but at the same time I think it kind of impacts how I think about how I want to talk about this kind of stuff with Nora so that she's not kind of quote-unquote spoiling it for other people because like mm-hmm. I'm kind of like your you mom don't I don't want to be that phone calls. yes yes I've had to have that conversation with Rory um multiple times Rory is just he's a very genuine honest kid mm-hmm. and if he knows something to be true then you know hey man that's mm-hmm. that's what is and we had to have several conversations about but mommy but it but if santa's not real why why can't you know why is it important that i don't tell them that shouldn't i tell them the truth don't we don't we talk about truth like again that whole god mm-hmm. we you know he's the truth why you know we 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 aren't supposed to hide our light you know why why would we and i was like okay and I'm, I tried to put it in the simplest terms I could. And I was like, this is something where it's kind of a family tradition. Santa Claus is kind of a family tradition. It's a fun thing that they do. And parents like to keep that sort of magic alive for their kids, mm-hmm. you know, as long as they can, because it builds very special memories for their family. We have other traditions, you know, we have other things that we do at Christmas time that make it special, but this, but some family Santa is one of their traditions. It's something that's really special and that wouldn't be very kind of us to kind of take that tradition away from them. Mm-hmm. You know? So we want to be considerate and let other people have their traditions, you know, that doesn't impact their faith. That doesn't impact Jesus. That doesn't mean that there's no room for Jesus. If you believe in Santa Claus, you know, it's, it's just a fun tradition that they do. And Mm -hmm. it's not something that we do because again, we have other traditions that we think are special that we, that we focus on, but we don't want to rob another family Mm-hmm. of those special times that they have chosen to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that really stuck with him when I put it that way. I separated Santa from Jesus. Like they are not the same. It is not mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, one is, you know, this is truth and this is, you know, kingdom building, you know, eternal importance. Santa is is a fun, you know, magical Christmas time tradition. And so like trying to separate the two of them, um, I, I felt was really important, but that really helped Rory to kind of understand and be able to keep his mouth shut a little bit more. I will say though, last year we were, um, we went up to sight and sound, um, to see David with, with DRCC, um, with our CM, we had a, we had a trip and we rode with, with some friends of ours and their kids still believed in Santa and it had never really been a thing for Rory before, but we were in the in the car on the way home. And I don't remember how it got brought up, but something about Santa. And I just look at Rory to give him that mom glare, like, keep your mouth shut. Um, and before 
I don't remember what he said, but he, he, he kind of said, you believe in Santa? Like he didn't say Santa wasn't real or anything, but he's like, you believe it? Like he was just shocked by it. Cause I don't think he's ever fully been like hit in the face mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. And I would looked at him like, be quiet, be quiet. Like these are really dear friends of ours. Please don't make them not want to hang out with us anymore because my child is about to ruin Christmas for them. Um, but I think, I think he, he, he did okay. But I was just like, oh gosh. And I'm texting, I'm texting my friend who's sitting in the front seat. I'm like, I am so sorry. I hope he didn't say like I hope that that didn't come out rude from his mouth. She's like, no, no, it's fine. But yeah, it's it's those moments that if you choose to tell your kids that there is no Santa, you do have to the trade-off is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. keep your mouth shut, kid. Mm-hmm. So and overall, I think, and I I do want to make it clear, like I I don't necessarily see a problem with it either. I think, I think for me, the issue with the Santa thing, I think it's actually less about Santa at this stage. I was thinking about this the other day, um, less about Santa as much as it, I think part of it is it's just the age of our kids. Like, because Nora, Nora basically came up because Nora asked like, what's your favorite thing about Christmas? And she's like, mine is the presents. And I was like, of course she's going to say that because that's what little kids are. And I was like, yeah, that's what my favorite was too. But now that I'm older, I actually like having more of like the music and the traditions and going to see the lights and doing things together as family and stuff like that, which is true. And seeing lights, like we took our first family walk to go see lights in our neighborhood last night since they're starting to pop up more. Um, now that it's actually December. And um, but so I'm like, I think it's to me, I think it's less the issue of is Santa real or not? Because again, like you could go into, well, St. Nicholas was real and da 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 da. And I'm like, I'm, like, yeah, we like, have a book on even, that. Yeah. And I'm like, I at this point for me, it's not even so much about is Santa real or not, as much as what is the focus that we are yeah. giving our kids mm-hmm. for the season and for Christmas. And like to what point. Or what level do you push back on the idea of like it being about the presence or whatever? Because like part of it is, it's like we're 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 a little different because, um, well, I know like so we're the big extended Satri family is doing like our gift exchange and present opening and all this stuff like, well, I don't know exactly when this podcast is coming out, but from this recording, it'll be next week. And so it's like well before the actual Christmas Day. Um mm-hmm. And like, we're not going to have Nora and Zeke open their presents that day, but I don't know exactly when they're going to open the presents. Cause again, this year could be a little random, but like, they're not actually getting a whole lot on Christmas itself, but they're going to get a lot of stuff, you know, from family and friends and stuff before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm like, okay, so it's like, we're still kind of like, like to me, I guess if I, I was thinking about like preference of like, if I want to have a bigger deal on presents i'd almost rather have it be a bigger deal on presents for their birthday versus mm. christmas just because of who we're celebrating on those respective days but at the same time it's like there's this pressure especially on moms i think in general of like the magic of the season and also just like mm-hmm. pressure of like give your kids what they want or you know and having like right. more toys and things and and like not that we have a need for more stuff and by any stretch of the imagination um and so it's like kind of like this kind of clash. And so that's yeah. where I'm like, I don't, I think to me, like I mentioned, like, I don't really want to lie to Nora about Santa being real or whatever, even though I actually don't think, like you say, I'm not, to me, that's actually not a huge thing. Cause I do think it's like, 
this could be a whole other podcast conversation about when it's good and when it's proper to like lie to kids or like even if it's not outright lie like you know dodge truths as it were mm-hmm. and until they're older and um especially with some of the harder things but at the same time I'm like my kids I I'm, I'm, might be a little biased but my kids are pretty smart I think kids are pretty smart in general so it's like they can handle a lot more mm-hmm. so so then it's less about the line as much as it is what did balancing the magic of the season and what the reason for the season is you know to yeah. be all kind of mm-hmm. cheesy that way um and that's where figuring out advent um things and activities which is the next part of our conversation has been I think I would say helpful but we haven't actually really done a whole lot with the kids yet because we're kind of again this year being kind of a weird year for us but also like I feel like we're just on the cusp of being able to do some of the more meaningful like um advent things like the stories and stuff with the kids because they're like Mm -hmm. Like Nora could sit through some of these stories and stuff, but we we tried. Told this to our small group, but like we tried for when we put up our Christmas tree to watch the star. I think it's called the one on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. That's like the the, star, yeah. the Jesus story, and we couldn't finish it because Nora got scared because she's so empathic that when the donkey was getting chased by the mean owner, she was like, "I can't watch it. It's too scary. Turn it off." And so we had to switch to Charlie Brown Christmas <laughs> so that we could have something else that has you know christmas theme with the with the jesus story that she has Mm -hmm. already watched and liked but i was like i can't even so on like on one level she can read and pay attention and has the attention span for some of these things but at the same time i'm like but kind of some of these things that would be a natural like lead into these conversations like that movie um are apparently (laughs) too frightening (laughs) even though it was not frightening at all too much yeah I think, I think it's a balance. Um, I think it's definitely a balance trying to find that balance between letting them have that whimsy and fun Mm -hmm. of the season, you know, um, the Christmas movies, the cookie decorating, the, you know, letting them enjoy opening their presents and, you know, letting that be a fun, fun thing while at the same time having Advent and and the 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 meaning their true you know origin of christmas having that be consistently kind of interwoven throughout mm-hmm. so that you can you know take take jesus with you take his truth with you as you celebrate as you live your life as you enjoy some of these other other things um you take it with you and so as the our kids are getting older not that they're old but they're 4 6 and 8 now so we're able to go a little a little deeper a little more um we have our traditions we have our and and yeah the whole materialistic like oh my presents my presents their kids of course that's what they're looking forward to i mean i don't think any of us would be honest if we said oh yeah we didn't care about presents when we were kids that you know of course we did oh i definitely remember um, the christmas that my sister did. got a dollhouse and so she had the biggest box under the tree and mm-hmm. we had our presents out for several probably at least a week or so ahead of time so every day it was like who has this one who has that box and of course it was for Mm -hmm. the youngest the baby of the family but it's only because it was like it was like literally the biggest box because it was a very tall dollhouse but yes exactly I mean and we all we all have stories like that I mean there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong I don't think there's anything wrong with letting the kids be excited about opening their presents and something to look forward to um as long as we continue to keep Jesus and his birth on the forefront. Like tonight, 
uh, or one of our, one of our traditions that we have um, through the Christmas season that I started last year um, is I bought a, but I got some from, you know, that were my mom's that were ours when we were growing up. And then I had some of my own and I bought some, I, I got some suggestions. I have 24 Christmas themed books mm-hmm. and I wrapped each one and put them under the tree. And every night, one of the kids gets to pick, pick it, pick the present and open it. And we read it together um, as a family. So it's like a family togetherness thing. It's a present, but it's, it's a family activity. And it's, if it's a book that kind of pairs with a show or cartoon, like they picked the other night, they picked Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol, and there's a cartoon of that. So Mm -hmm. we read the book and then we watched the movie. Um, But then we kind of talked about the themes of it, you know, the whole, you know, mommy, he's really mean. And like, and remember, we've been talking about mercy lately. We've been talking about forgiveness and grace. And we're like, look at Scrooge. He was so mean, but instead of, you know, beating him down when he said he was sorry and he tried to make amends, they accepted it and they, they accepted his apology and, you know, and so we use it as, as, you know, teaching tools, but it's still like, fun family time, even though they get to open a present, they're so excited Mm -hmm, that they get to mm -hmm. open something, but it's, it's an experience. And then on Christmas morning, they can open their presents. But then of course we read the Christmas story and we talk about, you know, those themes. So we find ways to kind of weave them together. So it's not just focusing on, Ooh, my stuff, my stuff, gimme, gimme, gimme. Like, I don't want them to feel bad for being excited about it because there's, there's nothing wrong with it, but we are constantly slowing them down. If we feel like they're talking about their presence too much, like, Oh, I want this. And I want this. And I want this. Well, what, what do you think your brother would want? What do you think your sister would want? You know, let, let's stop, let's stop and think about a present that we could get for them or what, what could we do as a family that would be a fun gift? You know, so something that keeps, I, I keep trying to like spin it out on on other people and looking at, you know, other people. We're doing Christmas Alive um, with our small group and we're doing, um, you know, we have with our children's ministry, we have, you know, a 25 acts of kindness um, thing where it's just kind of looking at others and being others focused is is just something that we try to weave into it, not mm-hmm. to not to say that oh, looking forward to the presents are bad, but to kind of keep keep them refocused. Like, okay, yes, that's a lot of fun. I'm glad you're enjoying that. Let's focus over here for a minute. Okay, mm-hmm. sure, go back to the presents. Yep, all right. Now let's let's focus on someone else now. Um, and that's just kind of what we've been doing to try to, you know, um, combat some of that. Um, frivolity of of the season mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and for those who are listening who are not of the drcc circle christmas alive is basically our churches um the pairing with the community to support families who have a hard time um getting stuff for their kids so we usually either sometimes it involves buying presents outright but a lot of times it's partnering with the families to get them the gift cards that they need so they can be empowered to go shopping um mm-hmm putting together a special box of food for a Christmas meal, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just the things that they can, so that they can make the Christmas memories, but get that little extra assistance mm -hmm. to make it a little easier. Cause it is a hard time of year to, as as a parent who is expecting another baby just had to make a major vehicle purchase and 
my phone randomly died the other day and all the blah, 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 and it's like okay this is like and all the insurance things are due at this mm-hmm. time and car renewal and all and I'm like oh like this is like literally the worst time of year to have all of these bills come mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway yes I'll just say we're fine but I'm like oh like this to me it's like I think that's part of it too is just driving home that added like like we are in a perfectly fine financial situation. I mean, it's not like right now it's a little bit like, ugh, just because I'm also like facing maternity leave and paternity leave and, you know, all the the changes that come with it. But it's like we are in a good network of support and we have, mm-hmm. you know, all of the things that you need for Christmas. And like, mm-hmm. I think that's where I'm like wanting to kind of help. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want my kids to be thinking about that necessarily in the the same way of like, I want them to know that they have, you know, a good family and community and support and mm-hmm. a nice home to live in and all the things that they really actually need, but also to, yeah, still have that fun Christmas mm-hmm. spirit. Yeah. yeah. But to remember, you know, remember others and to, and mm-hmm. to love and bless others and, mm-hmm. and just be so grateful for, for, you know, Christ coming and what a, what mm-hmm. an adventure that was. We, tonight our, our family movie, was um the miracles of christmas sight and sound was doing a stream of their their christmas mm -hmm. show um and rory is he just loves them oh my gosh i can't tell you how many times we've had to get a subscription to sight and sound streaming because rory just watched that david show so many times we listened to the soundtrack in the car um there are worse things for him to be obsessed with but um we so we watched the miracles of christmas uh tonight and it was all about you know the the birth of Christ and um it we we uh, talk about trying to dodge child questions um all the talk about conception and um stoning Mary because you know she mm-hmm. was conce- you know, she had conceived a child out of wedlock and Rory is asking me all the questions and yeah. we have not had the full conversation with him yet. And so in my mind, I'm just praying. I'm like, God, please let him see the the point of this show. And please don't make this a where do babies come from conversation. Could we just not end the night like that? That would be swell. Yeah. Um, so thankfully, we were able to artfully give him enough information without going the full gambit because mommy's just not ready for that tonight. Um, but we were able to use that as a, as a, do you see how hard how hard that was. Like Mary felt so alone and so isolated. And, but look at how full of faith she is and full of praise because she knows that she's doing what God wants her to do. She is going through this hard time because God asked her to. And so that's why she's doing it. And our, our Advent um, theme tonight, what, you know, was hope. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm like, look at how full of hope she is, her circumstances look terrible, but she is filled with so much hope because God said, I'm going to do this through you. And so even though things were hard, she looked at God and not at her circumstances. Um, and we were able to have that conversation kind of taking the, you know, the themes of Christmas and, you know, and putting it into perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. So just finding, finding those ways to weave in 
you know, and we have similar conversations when we watch Charlie Brown Christmas because it is surprisingly deep for a for a cartoon. Like there's well, so and any time that you have, because that's where it's like when you have the recitation scene of Linus, you know, mm-hmm. reciting the angel story. Like that's prompted a few conversations with Nora, and she also has recently, um, wanted been watching the Grinch, the original from the sixties, mm-hmm. um, Grinch, and yeah, and well, because I she's like i kind of want to watch some of the other ones that they have but i have not actually seen the newest animated one um but i'm like they might be a little scary i'm not sure which i'm like they probably actually aren't but for Nora, they probably I would will. stay away from the jim carrey one yeah oh yeah that, that one's a that little one's, on the that one's but definitely the, the off newest for... one i will say i actually was pleasantly surprised because i am a hardcore original grinch, grinch. cartoon girl but the the newer one that's voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch is actually really cute. Yeah, that's the one I was we, thinking about. We, we maybe really like that if one. Do the long one. No, like the Jim Carrey one kind of creeps yes. me out. Stay away from because, that one. Like it's <laughs> stay yeah. far, far away. So, but anyway, I'm but glad it, my sister doesn't listen to this podcast. She'd be so mad at me because she loves that one. But <laughs> I think it's fine for, but not for a four year old crowd, especially one that's yeah, no. as sensitive as mine is because you can't mm-hmm. watch like G rated movies sometimes because they're yes. scary. Yep. Yep. Stay away from the Jim Carrey. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I don't um, recall anything frightening in the new one. Well, you probably wouldn't have recalled anything frightening in the star either. So <laughs> I don't know. Rory's pretty sensitive to that stuff too. Um, the star was a little, a little much for him at times too, but, but, but yeah, yes. I don't, but anyway, um, but <laughs> yeah, same, same thing with, she's been watching the original the original Grinch a little more mm-hmm. um and so we were talking about how you know his heart started too small but then see how he and he was so mean but now he realized that they celebrated Christmas even without all of their stuff and that mm-hmm. you know that makes a big difference like if you don't it's not about the stuff right it's about celebrating Christmas so that mm-hmm. that has been helpful for some having some of those conversations too and I think because I was thinking about the resources I know um I mentioned it briefly in passing, there's a thing called the Jesse tree. That's what Josh's, my mm-hmm. Josh's family mm-hmm. has done growing up. And you can either do it. Like, I think they kind of got into the habit of just doing the whole thing, like in one or two nights. It's, I think it's meant to be kind of like an advent calendar where you, you have a small tree um, and then you have different ornaments that represent different things. So you read it like a little Bible passage or reading or mm-hmm. whatever. I'll see if I can find a link to something about it. But we don't have one right now, but I, I think I might try and maybe get one put together for next year. Because um, I think at least the older two will be at a point where they could do it more. And it's kind of in the same vein as like the Thanksgiving pumpkin that we just did. Um, stuff like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. and, or so like we have the DRCC Kids Ministry has the Advent activities you mentioned mm-hmm. um that's been helpful for me i grew up in a church tradition that did advent so it's like that we had the it didn't really we didn't really do much during like the week necessarily but like you know you had the the weekly service on sunday so you kind of start turning your attention that way in church and, and that's helpful i think that's to be fully transparent I think that's some of the reasons that I also struggle with figuring out how to help my kids right now because it's like not just DRCC but basically any church I've been to since that's been not a in a denomination has really not done advent like we're singing all of the the really really joyful Christmas songs which I love but and not really like the reflection stuff if that makes Mm -hmm. sense and there's like this sense of like like there's still obviously conversations about like, you know, keeping 
your attention. Like today's sermon was really good at church about thinking about the shepherds and all this kind of stuff. And like, so it's like that, it's not that the lessons aren't there, but there's just like, there's something about really taking that time to like enjoy and embrace everything about the season. But yeah, like you say, to really kind of bring it back to that central theme. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that is actually all really helpful for me. And I have a lot to think about personally out of this conversation. Mm -hmm. I love Uh, what we're doing with our, with our small group. Um, A lot of our listeners are in our small group. So, Hey guys, Um, (laughs) shout out. (laughs) But um, for those of you who are not uh, Morgan and I are in the same small group and we are doing a, a, you know, mini study on Advent um, with our small group through the YouVersion app. Um, Bible Project has an Advent, a 28-day Advent um, Bible study, just short little little things, but it's it's on the four themes. Um, Which again, Advent I, are... anyone who's listened to more than like three episodes of this podcast know how much I slash we love Bible Project. Mm-hmm. But if nothing else, watch the videos that they have on the themes of yeah. Advent. And that's like really good. So they're so good. Yeah. We'll put a link so, to that. It's in the show notes, but so it gave me kind of an idea because we're we're studying it with our small group, and then Lifeway has a family Advent activity packet that um, I saw through through you know my traveling and you know my job and children's ministry, looking at all the different options, um, and I looked at it, and it just it it's a it's a four week family activity and it talks about all the themes and so Josh and I decided that this year um because you know we're going to do the same themes as a family as we're doing in small groups so this week our small group studied hope so with our family we sat down and we did the hope study on that lifeway packet um and it has you know topics to talk about and you know kind of explains what is hope like what exactly is hope um, and talking about what we think of when we think of hope, like, oh, I hope for that video game, or I hope for that doll, or I hope for that. And, and really doing a really good job of spinning it around and showing how, you know, God, you know, Christ, his return, his, his, you know, just him and his promises are what we put our hope in, not our circumstances, not what's going on right now, not how many presents are under the tree, not, you know, mm-hmm. um, not any of that, but, but our hope is in him and focusing on him. Um, and we, we've been seeing a lot of that when we watch the miracles of Christmas today, Rory's like, oh, mom, you know, that we studied that last night with, you know, our advent it's hope. And so, you know, as a parent, you're like, oh my gosh, you actually were listening. Yes. Um, you know, and then five seconds later, he and his brother are fighting. So that didn't last long, but yeah. that, that moment, I will take that moment. The glimmers. Um, yes. The glimmers of hope. That glimmers, glimmers of hope. I love it. But but yeah, just finding little little things like that to help tie mm-hmm. in what we're learning as parents and finding a way to make that accessible for our kids. I mean, the whole the whole title of this podcast is, you know, Faith Like a Child and mm-hmm. trying to take our walk and help bring our kids along and let them sort of see where we're going. Um, and, and try to model that Rory for, again, those of you who are in our small group, know Rory tries to crash our small group a lot because he wants to just be part of a small group, maybe in a small group. So that's, that's where this idea of doing our family small group came from, of doing the same topics Mm -hmm. and, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it, it's been a really beautiful thing so far. Like I'm really excited. Um, the four-year-old has a little bit of an attention span problem, you know? Yeah. That's um, where I'm like, and I, I also, I'm like, cause as I'm reflecting on this too, I'm like, Oh, that's like something I would really love to do. And I'm like, okay, like this year's that's just not going to happen for our right. for our family. And I think to mm-hmm. me, that's the other thing that I've been kind of trying to keep in mind is for all of this, everything we've been talking about so far, the Santa conversation, the elf on the shelf, the advent, like how you celebrate, like every thing is going to look different depending on your family circumstances and exactly. what you have capacity for. And, see and there's here. also like, especially for the moms listening, but whoever's like the primary magic provider in the family, as it were for the season, it's like this, there's so much pressure and it's like, to me I've been thinking a lot more about what I want the spirit of like the season for my kids rather than just like the actual activities in part because Mm -hmm. my energy levels my capacity to do certain things is very limited but also I'm like you know I love Christmas season baking and making candies and stuff with my mom but I'm like you know Yes, we did. Um, This week I made cupcakes with Nora because we wanted to. And I can start with from a, you know, a cake box mix and go from there. Or we've done like the the Pillsbury Christmas cookie thing. There's a there was a hack. I don't know if you really call it a hack, but a thing that was going around. I'm I'm the cool millennial who sees TikTok videos on Instagram because I don't actually have TikTok. But basically, I, I guess it was going around TikTok originally where it's like you take the sugar cookies and the pre-made chocolate chip cookie doughs. So you put like bake the chocolate chip cookies for like five minutes and then you put the sugar cookies on top. So then it's like a double cookie thing Mm. and then just bake them rest of the way. And that's really obviously like the lowest uh, possible level of effort that you could do. And Nora loved doing it. And she other than buying them them. pre-made from the store. (laughs) Yeah. Where you don't have to do any baking at all. But it's like Mm -hmm, if you're going to want to turn your oven on. Yes. And I don't know. It's like, you know, this, this is fine for this year. And we'll do like our small group's going to get together and do some cookie decorating. I'm sure we'll do some stuff with grandma, but like, I don't have to do it this year. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's, it's okay. And, or the other thing I was thinking about is how I've heard it from a couple different people, but it's like, it's, it's a tradition if you do it two years in a row and it doesn't have to start this year. It could be something that you're like, you know, when they're a little older, I want to do this, but like, so like for me right now, it's like, okay, our tradition that I'm carrying on from my family is putting our tree up the day after Thanksgiving and being cozy and doing fun things. And so like now we live in Frederick where they have um, Carol Creek has boats with lights at night. So that's kind of turning into our family tradition of putting up our tree and then going in the afternoon to go look at the boats and their lights and then go out for a special treat, either dinner or right now we just go out for ice cream because my kids eat only French fries and pizza when we go out. So it's like, we don't need to, (laughs) you know, go out special for that, but Mm -hmm. um things like that where it's like you can you can make things fun without having to have them be high pressure because it's like less about the activities you do with the kids as much as about just doing activities with your kids and making those special those moments for for Mm -hmm. fun moments but also the meaningful conversations like like we're saying like it can be just watching a movie and talking about the movie thing it doesn't have to be like let's set up this grand escapade to then talk about it. Right. Um, right. And that's what they're going to remember. You know, when I look back, um, if you guys, um, haven't noticed by now, I, my mom, I hold her, uh, in such high esteem. She was the best, but I look back at Christmas time 
And I remember how present she was with us. You know, the food tasted great. The cookies were wonderful. The experiences were wonderful, but they were wonderful because my mom was there and she was spending time with us. I don't remember if the cookies looked perfect, although I'm sure they did because my mom and my sister have a wonderful talent for making everything look beautiful. I make it taste good. <laughs> I wouldn't post a picture of it on Pinterest, but it tastes great. Um, my mom and I but... are firmly from the, it still eats good camp of if mm -hmm. like the taste is priority over look, like yes. obviously you want things to look edible, but right. Like, taste but is like, I'm sure my mom's cookies looked fantastic, but I just remember they tasted great and I got to do them with her mm -hmm. and I got to be with her in the kitchen. That's what I remember. And I have to remind myself of that with my kids where I'm like, oh, we've got to do this and we've got to, and what if we don't do this? And oh, you know. That's okay. They're going to remember that Josh and I were present and that we loved them and we did things with them. And that, you know, the gingerbread cookies, they tasted amazing. Even though they looked like they ran into a wall, they <laughs> tasted great. Um, you know, and like the the face was all droopy and you know, the candy wouldn't stay on, but we had fun. Like it was fun, and that's okay, even if it's not postable. In this modern day, there are people that believe if you can't post it, it's not worth doing. And, you know, you do you. But in my in my heart, I look around our house and I just see how quickly my children are growing up. And I just see how quickly, you know, this, this time of them being so little is flying by. And I and my husband does a wonderful job of reminding me. He reminds me, it's the heart of it that matters. It's the spending time together that matters. Christmas cookies have zero nutritional value, but that's okay. It's fun. It's a fun family time. Who cares how they look? Who cares if, you know, they spread too much or whatnot? We are building memories with our kids about being present and being together and, you know, making cookies and giving them to someone else. We are putting the labor in and we're giving them to someone else because we want to bless someone else, that's what they're seeing. Mm -hmm. And that's enough. You know, for any, for any parents out there, I love how Morgan put it, you're the magic makers in your household. What you're doing is enough. Just being present with your kids is enough. Pointing them toward Christ and making some store-bought prepackaged cookies are enough. That is a beautiful memory. And I'm sure they taste great. And I'm sure that the kids will look back on that and they're not going to think, Oh yeah, like we, you know, we we made Pillsbury cookies from a box. They don't care. They're cookies and they're delicious. At and the they time, they're more fun because they yeah. have the, the and nice they did little it with design mom. in them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they did it with mom and mom was present and that is enough. Mm -hmm. And we need to remind ourselves of that and give ourselves grace to not make our season have to look like everybody else's or feel like our kids are missing out because- Oh, well, we do Santa. Well, we don't do Santa. Well, we do, you know, it doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter as long as you are doing things together and being present and pointing them toward Christ and having some fun. Like really, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. I think at the mm -hmm. end of the day, mm -hmm. not everything has to look like a Hallmark movie. It's true. It's true. I feel like that's a good note to end on. So, um, as always, thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. 
and um, it'll probably be a while. So happy new year. Can't happy believe. New year. Right. We, we were commenting before we got on this podcast that um, I feel like I've been pregnant for two years because I feel like the summer was last year, like beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And then everything that happened before summer, like spring was all last year. Yeah. And yet at the same time, I'm like, it's already the end of 2023. Like, where did that, what what happened? And mm-hmm. so in summary, time is a construct. But yeah. we hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas time, whatever you guys end up doing. Stay mm-hmm. warm out there. Uh, for us Marylanders, it's a little warmer than usual right now. It's supposed to get cold, then warm again, but then who knows? So we'll see. And uh, I will be praying for snow. So sorry, not sorry. I just don't want snow on Christmas. Don't Day hate cause... me if it snows. <laughs> I don't want snow on Christmas day because my parents are flying out from Montana on Christmas day and I want them to actually get here. Okay. Um, so, so I will pray for snow the week before that sticks. Yes. Or the week <laughs> after is also the fine. Week after. Um, yes. But in any case, have a wonderful Christmas, eat lots of mm-hmm. yummy goodies and yummy food. Um, enjoy, enjoy the lights time. and yeah, just enjoy Try to take a deep breath and enjoy the season when you can and not get caught up in all of the whirlwind of the pressure to make it everything that has to be the best mm-hmm. because that's, enjoy where you're at, yeah. whatever that looks like. Our, our, our Lord came and was sleeping in a manger and it's very simple and quiet. Well, not quiet because no thing with a newborn is quiet, but you know what I mean? <laughs> and that was enough. That was enough. More than enough. Mm-hmm. All right. Good night. I feel, I, I feel like saying good night. And good. What, what is the end of the Christmas story where it's like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to, all, to all and to all a, a good night. A good night. Mm-hmm. Until we talk again. Thanks for listening. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye.